Welcome, everybody, to the Daily High Five Podcast. We do this every Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. My name is Chana. With me, as always, we've got Aaron, Michael, and Joe. What is going on? Fellas? What's up, happy fellas? What's up? Yeah. Did you guys see me in the back background, like feverishly eating my soup? <laughs> it was like 10 seconds. I'm all looking at it. Six it seconds. <laughs> oh, shoveling it in, man. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make it happen. Gotta make it happen. Starving. I was here uh for the, like the past hour talking to Paul, Mr. Croson. So uh oh, yeah. if you're if you're in the chat, Croson, say what's up. Yeah, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? We got Bill, uh Russell, Randall. Junior OG, we got the Scruff King man and Dan Black, and then Tim Perry should be in here, right? Yeah, I think I saw him earlier. Megatron's arm cannon. Oh gosh, Megatron's arm cannon. That guy loves crappy subwoofers because he's a big fan of the big subwoofers. (laughs) (laughs) Look out! Shots fired. We're not even ten minutes. We're not even five minutes into the show. You know what? Big should just come out with a beast sub. Like, just go all out. Then they could be like, see, we, yeah. we can make crazy subs. They should. Why not? Might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Why not? Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? Chana, Michael, Aaron, you guys have any new videos out? I, actually, I do know. Chana has a new video out, and it's it's popping off. Man, I was wow. sick for the past couple of days. I was wanting to film on on Friday, and Saturday rolled around, still not feeling good. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to enjoy the weekend. So okay. oh, nice. So I'll be filming no, no videos from you. Yeah, I'll film tonight and get it edited probably tonight. Okay. Finish it up tomorrow morning. Get the thumbnail, title, tags, all that description, all that fun stuff. And and I'm gonna throw this out there. And you guys probably know this, but I went back and looked at some of my videos because normally I just I'm like, okay, let YouTube just do the ads wherever they want. Mm-hmm. Well, number one on live streams, sometimes they don't put any, like none. Like they'll, throw them, they'll, they'll throw them like if your live streams an hour, it'll put it at 58 minutes, I'm like <laughs> one. I'm going, golly, man. So I went back and manually did some of those yesterday. And some of them, they just put just really odd places or they don't put them at all. And so I'm like, all right, so maybe I need to go through each one of my videos before I post them and figure out, okay, this would be a good place to put one because, and just because we tell it to, it can place one there doesn't mean it's going to. It just gives them an opportunity to place it there. But I'm like, yeah. it just seems kind of weird that, you know, that some of them yeah. don't have any. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you guys usually strategically place your ads? Because so I, I, ne- I never have, he said, I never have until last night. Uh, yeah. Last night I'm looking through and I'm going, this is weird. And I asked Brad about it. Yeah. And he said, oh yeah, I told you about that a long time ago, man. Yeah, he I says he every one manually. of my videos. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got to do the whole like, Right now, we're going to get into the measurements. But <laughs> or I, right I'll, at, I'll answer somebody's question. I'll be like, uh, Reverend Slim says da 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 And then... Hmm. That's a real there. interesting the, question. The thing I like most about the Marantz AV-10 is... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. and we, know, we know you guys are going to skip them, and that's totally cool. I skip them, too. But it's like... But it's, just, it's funny, though, that YouTube is just like... Apparently, and that was the reason why he does it. Mm. So I at least went back to like my biggest performing videos and made sure that those are good. Cause honestly, I'm not going through 680 videos and going, yeah. okay, let me check every single one of them. But yeah, but yeah your live streams, I'd go back and look at, at the ads on our live streams and just see, you'll be like, Oh dang, 
That's yeah. crazy. I have one I haven't ad. even checked. There's one ad. It's at one hour and 38 minutes. Well, I pay for YouTube, so I don't see yeah. any ads. No, no, no. I would but never see does. it. I'd have to like log out and then I'd be able to tell. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Too. But no, I'm not saying like play it, like go into the back end. Oh, oh, oh. go oh, under um, monetization. Yeah. And then there's a link that says mid roll ads. And so if you click that, it'll show you every ad that potentially could play on that video. So mm. it may be two, maybe one, maybe three. So it's whatever YouTube deem was would be appropriate. Got it. But they just yeah. they mess it up big time on the on the live streams. Got it. Aaron, you got some new videos coming out anytime soon? You got a new space? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Are you trying feeling to in the up. mood? Whenever I'm you're ready. in the mood. Yeah, dude. I'm Ooh. actually going to put the clipple. I've cleared out space. I'm going to put the clipple inside the house. Okay, cool. <laughs> like yeah, an extra dude, bedroom? Actually, yeah. it, is, it is literally taking up the uh, the dining room. The, the okay. dining room is just big enough for me to put the clipple inside. And it's actually got a taller ceiling than the garage. Dude, so you don't need to wow. eat. It's all good, man. Yeah. Don't have to eat. I can eat on the floor. How, how loud is it when it's doing its testing? Does uh, it have to be it certain? Can, it can get pretty darn loud. Like I'll be doing testing yeah. during the day when I'm at work. I won't be doing it when I'm at home. At least like the majority, like the Spinorama data. Mm -hmm. I'll be doing that when I'm not here because it's way too loud. How yeah. long does it take automatic? Uh, it depends. Generally. It can take anywhere from, I'd say minimum would be like three hours for like a very small speaker. Um, to as much as 12, depending like if it's a very large complex speaker and then wow. it could go more than that. But the biggest I've tested it and longest size it's taken me is about 12 hours. Cause I needed a long, I needed like a, a long radius for it to go around Whoa. and I needed a lot of measurement points. So All yeah, right. you can imagine like if you're right up on top of something and you need like four points, then you can be like one, two, three, four. But if you mm -hmm. back further away and you want four points and those points are, are spread it out or spread yeah. out even further. So then you want more points. So you, mm -hmm. you have like a, a better chance of getting higher accuracy. So then basically like you're just double or tripling or exponentially increasing the number of points that you measure, the further away the microphone is from the speaker. And mm -hmm. when I test very large speakers, I need the microphone to be further away. You know, like mm -hmm. otherwise they can't spin around. It'll hit the speaker. So yeah, that's why I say it can take anywhere from three to like 12 hours for me personally. And then wow. I know, Magico has a clipple near field scanner that they tested the A9 on. And if anybody's curious, you can go and Google it. And there's a, I know it was on their Insta Instagram page, but I think they might even have a clip on YouTube where they've shown that they like took a crane, like a, a hoist, and lowered their A9. It's a huge, huge speaker. I mean, no telling how much it weighs. Lowered it in on top of the, uh, the clipple near field scanner. And then they have it running. And I think they said in there it took like 24 hours for all the measurements to complete. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's I think my measurements take about like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not crazy, even joking, dude. I yeah, I, no, I yeah. do them quick, but In so if you're wondering why my measurements aren't, you know, super accurate, ten, like ten minutes versus twelve hours. Yeah, and when uh, I used to do manual testing, like before I had the near field scanner, it would still take me a, a while, bare minimum of eight hours, like bare minimum of eight, because it was 140 different measurements. Um. 70 on the ground and then 70 on like a platform. And I had to measure the speaker horizontally, like a, this way and then vertically. So I'd have yeah, to cause you're doing, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting yeah, accurate uh, base. Data. You know, you're getting right. accurate base. You're doing ground plane before, right? Yeah. I'm not doing any of that. That's like, it, I'm like, you know, the base, it's going to do whatever it's going to do in your room. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Who cares? Right. 
Just ignore everything below 500. That's exactly right, man. <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, yeah. But yeah, Shauna, your video is, uh, I assume it's doing well. Your AV10. Uh, it's okay. I mean, you know, it's whatever. Let's see, Let's see what's uh, whatever's. 2,400. Yeah. It's all That's right. okay. Okay. It's all right. I mean, like, Zach hit me up and he sent me a text. He's like, dude, great job. That video is awesome. I was like, oh, hey, no problem, man. Because uh, obviously he sent me the AV10, right? Yeah. And then I was just like, uh, I'll send you a vertical for your your Instagram and um, mm, like the reels, TikTok. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just I cut the um, intro out, and then mm. and then and then I added like Techno Dad, and I added a Dream Media logo, like in collaboration mm. with whatever, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, he's like he's like, man, I, we're working on this big project. How long did that video take? I'm like, uh, since the Morants arrived, I've been shooting different parts of it. Mm -hmm. And then editing different parts. Yeah. And then finally yesterday, Sunday, got sat down and put it all together and shot the talking head part yesterday. You made a you even made a song for it, a new track. Yeah. Yeah. The intro that uh that like that uh like orchestral score type deal, I made that for the song. Nice. That's that 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 was actually what took longer <clears throat> because I I was like, well, how do I what am I gonna do for the edit? Right. I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, oh, let me let me try and make a song. And since I I showed you guys that little uh, software that I updated and whatever, dude, I got like strings in there, big old drums. And I did an unboxing in seven seconds. It was fantastic. There are less than that. Like so. So Aaron in the drum roll, I just did do, 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 like all the pieces that are in <laughs> in the receiver. It was dope. I was just like, oh, because the unboxing is the most boring part of the damn video. Like, I, I already know what it is. It's Odyssey mic. It's a remote. It's batteries. It's uh, yeah. literature, antennas, cable labels, and a rocket ship, cardboard rocket ship. Like, we already know. Yeah. And, you, uh, know what, uh, <laughs> I, you know what I liked is when you showed all the different configurations real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Right after yeah. the other. Yeah, How that long took did a while that actually too. take? <laughs> That that took a long time. Actually, you know what's funny? This little this little hydraulic desk thingy I got, it's perfect. I put this all the way up, mm -hmm. and then I just videotaped that mod this TV right from here, and I was just like, oh, this thing is this thing is perfect. So, Chana, and, there's uh, a question that came in about that uh, about the amp ten. Says, how is the power consumption on five only 500 watts on that amp ten? Oh, the, I I don't have the amp ten. I have the oh, AV10. Okay. Oh, that's this right. You got AV ten. My bad. That's right. That'd be just the amplifier. Yeah. My so, bad. Yeah. What's up with the eight height channels? How does that work? <laughs> um, somebody actually just commented saying that um, the manual says you can run 7.4.8. Mm -hmm. But I just tried it. And I tried the up mixers. And they're still... They're still just... You're capped at six. Mm -hmm. with, uh, with Dolby and then uh, whatever the five is. So you can uh, you can plug in eight speakers. So what's the point? Well, well, here's the thing. Amp ten. So so you can plug in seventeen speakers here, but the amp is only sixteen speaker input. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? <laughs> like I was just I was kind of laughing about it with somebody else who, who commented, and he's like, "That makes no sense at all." Yeah, no, it doesn't. You can plug in seventeen speakers, but the amp that comes that's a matching pair. 16 channels 
Yeah. There you go. That makes it. Let's just make just yeah. Why not? So what what do you got to do? You got to put a little XLR splitter and just little press a button <laughs> like over by the thing. So so the whole point right. of the eight channels though is for what like. I, yeah, I'm so you can plug them all in. So you can I would plug think them so all in for... when it switches between the different formats, right? Yeah. For Oro 3D, for DTSX, for yeah. Dolby, well, it's, and it's that ma- way. It's mainly just to go to Oro 3D to access the center height, which would mm-hmm. be like something up there. Right. And, okay. then, and then the voice of God. Right. So you have it all connected and ready to go. So instead of doing two presets, I see. you can have preset one, mm-hmm. and then you just you just turn on Oro 3D, and then it'll, it'll send the signal I'll reroute to it. So I there's a on the back, on the back, there's height one, height two, height three, and then height four. <laughs> what happened? Well, that's funny. True voice oh. reason. He said it's like eight buns and ten dogs. What the heck is up with that? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I am just like Steve Martin. I what that's are you hilarious. doing? I'm I'm right. removing the superfluous buns <laughs> from the package. You just right. throw them in the garbage, man. Nobody's gonna eat those. <laughs> They'll be stale by the next time you eat the next batch of hot dogs. That's yeah. funny, man. Um I love it. For seven thousand for the amp, they could have made it. Yeah, integrate sure. um, to have multiple inputs and, and auto map to multiple app. That yeah, you know. So yeah. seven G's. No. And I saw a question, a comment on your video <laughs> that asked, "Could you hear a difference? Was there better separation? Is there anything magical happening?" With I mean the pre-pro. I had I had a fifteen hundred dollar Pioneer in there before using the same amplifier mm-hmm. other than just me doing the manual calibration i you know i don't nothing I don't hear any difference i i also i only listen to like a little bit of transformers one of the action scenes and yeah. then um because i'm redoing my zapiti mm-hmm. and 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 oh got, you, oh, oh, you got oh, some new hard drives oh, it's getting it's getting getting heavy Oh Again, heavy. I was on the phone with Paul for a while, and I was trying to get this up and running, but it's going to take a little bit longer than. But I did get these two. These are on sale, by the way, you guys. Twenty terabytes. They're on four forty-five percent off on Amazon. Nice. Um, it's getting it kind of heavy. So three hundred bucks. So, so I got could... two. I was planning on spending six hundred dollars on one drive. <laughs> I ended up getting two. I was like, oh, two. You know, it's like I have one brow. I cut it in half. I have two. <laughs> so you you couldn't hear any difference. On this, okay, all right. I mean, yeah, do you yeah, feel no. different though? Do you feel like the you know? I a feel $7, like dollar um, thing right here. You I feel could like a never person? afford something like this, and I think these are products for people that are creating mm. um, a home theater that that is up to that like like it's like a two hundred thousand dollar home theater. Mm-hmm. You're making a two. You're you're putting together a two hundred thousand dollar home theater. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like it, it's all about it's all about proportions, right? If you're gonna yeah. spend fourteen grand yeah. on a processor and its matching amplifier, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's overkill for this room. I, I, I'm using it because it's it's gonna help me, you know, mix and monitor in in my Atmos stuff, and you know, I'm 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 making sure to put objects in and sounds in the front wide, so I want to see what it sounds like in here. And somebody was, dude. All these front wide people, they're like, I was like, yeah, you're probably not going to hear a whole lot of difference uh, with front wides. Give it like three to five years because someone actually has to place a sound in there because they're not the mm-hmm. front wides are not considered the bed track in Atmos, mm-hmm. which is someone's like, oh, that's probably just because of logic. I was like, no, no, no. It's a limitation of Atmos, actually. 
because it's not considered a bed track, even though it's in a bed layer. Two different things. Watch my video about it. Anyway, they were so mad. I was just like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get, I'm going to buy 50 of the fucking movies from 2022 and sit here with no speakers plugged in except the front wise and watch them all. And I bet you anything, less than 5% of these movies are going to have any information in there. And people are like, no, no, I got them. They sound great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so I, I, I'm so going to test that? that. But like, dude, $14,000. Can be spent in such a better way, Fred. Okay. <laughs> wow. Fred. All right. Just went straight for Fred already. Yeah. Wow. Well, he, commented, out, brother. he commented his, his comments pretty hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. um, like uh yeah. Oh if I if I was gonna spend two hundred thousand dollars on a car, I'm not gonna put mm-hmm. um I'm not gonna buy some wheels from tire rack and put them on there, even though I bought hey, what's wrong with snow- tire rack? I I bought hey. snow tires and wheels from Tire Rack. So you're saying you're not gonna put you're not gonna get like a your Porsche and you're not gonna put some hand cooked tires. You're gonna I'm put not some, gonna put some, I'm not some gonna put some Michelin Pilot Super some, Sports yeah, or something like, in there, right? I'm gonna put some HRE uh classic 305s on there in the, the you know the what is it the um brushed aluminum finish. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not I'm, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna spend like you know. Ten to fifteen thousand dollars on wheels you're, for a two hundred thousand dollar car. You're not going to buy and used tires. I'm. I'm not. I'm not going to. No? You know. So it's. It's about a level. It's about levels. I think with with products like these, like, you know, you're going to spend fourteen grand on the pre pro and the amp. Then mm-hmm. yeah, you want to spend twenty grand on the projector, Sony, JVC. Go, yeah, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Right. Do that. You want to. You know. Mix and match cheap things and expensive <clears throat> things. Uh, I, you know. I see. You know, I mean, you do do, do, and, do and we say that, do we say that but I've I've seen plenty of guys that have huge amounts of money. They've been very successful. They build out an incredible home theater, but then they'll choose to make a choice. Like, uh, let's just say they use Emotiva amplifiers, and people are like, "That seems weird. Why didn't you go with yeah. a Trenov amplifier? Why didn't you go?" And to them, they're looking at, "I don't know if I would hear the value or the difference in that. So why would I spend more money on that?" Sure. And so some people are like that, but then others are going to build this really cool home theater. And they're like, you know what? I've got all this money invested in it. Everything's really nice and high end. So I'm going to equally do that with my cables as well and buy some cool, fancy cables. And so everybody kind of, you know, you had to figure out what works best for you. But I think some people are okay with spending less, even though they got this really killer high end system. Yeah. Well, everybody spends their money differently, right? So. Even there, there could be some rich guy that would never treat you out to dinner. Yeah, it's like, that's true. Yeah. And then you have a guy who's like barely makes it, and you know, absolutely. If you make friends with him, he's gonna yep. te- treat you out one day. Hooks and, you, up. you know, so it's just a different mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other day, I went to get. You guys are gonna laugh at this. It's totally random, actually. Actually, it has to do with your tire thing, Sean. I have to get. So I got all new <laughs> tires for the van, right? Not please tell me not from Tire Rack. Oh, you just no, got no. a sale, buddy. Yeah. So <laughs> we got all new tires, right? And then on the phone, the guy's like, so do you want used tires or do you want new tires? I'm like, new Dude. tires, bro. Mm-hmm. Like all new tires. I don't know. But it m- made me remember that when I was younger, I couldn't really afford all new tires. Yeah. I would get the used tires. You know what I mean? So now I'm balling. I get new tires. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing. Did, have you guys ever gotten used tires? Have you no, ever I had just, to? I just, I'm balling, so no. I just buy a new vehicle. 
You just give it all. I just need all. I got a flat. Give me a new car. No, I do not. Uh, Joe knows what I drive. I drive a Ford Explorer. So. Yeah. But I'm just saying, back in the day, I remember a time when I'd get, you know, had to get a new tire. I had to get, you know, $50 used tire. That's how it was. A new tire. I used to buy used tires. A a new tire. Yeah. You said, get a new tire. And until I got, until later on in life, I got the the Beamer that Mm -hmm. needed the run flats. And they're like, yeah, you need a new tire. It's going to be 500 bucks. I'm like, what? Yeah. It gets expensive, man. What are you talking about? That's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. Um, kind of relates Ike, a little. Ike bit. says used tires are the way to go. Used tires are the way to go. Maybe. Well, Ike I mean, says, real used, ghetto is used, getting the tire gear. retreaded. <laughs> <laughs> Can you add some duct tape on that? And give me an extra ten thousand miles. That's that a retreaded. <laughs> I mean, used man's got top. a whole video on buying used equipment. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm all for used. I mean, there's a time and a place for that. I mean. Nothing wrong with that, man. If you can save some money, what I always advocate though is buy quality used equipment. You know, buy something that somebody has taken care of. Maybe they're wanting to upgrade to that brand new AV10 and they're selling their old Denon. Okay. The old Denon is still a great AVR, you know, so you might get a good buy on that. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> all right. My, my wife texts me. She's like, somebody's banging on the door and we have a bunch of renters and shit. Uh-huh. Um, here and I was just like, I was like, what? And it was just a delivery. I was just like, oh, I thought I was gonna have to like get out there and smack up a bit. Up. Like, I'm in my show. <laughs> I, I released a new video this morning and it's not doing so well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, is it the uh, the the, the <clears throat> what is it called? The monolith, what is it? The monolith audition. Audition. Mm-hmm. So I broke it up into three different ones because it was just getting super long. Mm-hmm. Right, so I had a whole section that was all measurements because right. it was a uh, uh, the towers, the bookshelf, and the center. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, had to talk about each one. Right, and, and you so did measurements. I, I made know. a measurement one. Of course, hey. people don't really watch the measurement one. And then I made one that's like the binaural demo because I wanted to show like kind of how they sounded. Uh, did all right, and I'm like, oh, this one, you know, the review should be good. I posted it this morning. It's like, uh, hey, shorts are doing better than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not so good. I don't know. I don't know why that happens. I think it's because the other two that were related to it didn't do so well, and so I'm thinking that YouTube's probably like, ah, oh, people must not be interested in this. But anyway, I still think it's an interesting thing. It's very inexpensive. It's Monolith's least expensive speakers, even less expensive than Encore series, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, it was very interesting because they were like. The tweeter was too bright by like three dB, right? It was too hot. I'm like, that's right. weird because they're always like, you know, pretty spot on with their tuning, you know. And I guess what happened is supposedly, supposedly the the um, factory decided they could make the tweeter more efficient mm-hmm. mm. without without saying anything. Like, hey, we made it more efficient. That means it's louder. That's good, right? Yeah. Suppose mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is, but yeah. Um, I like your thumb. I like your thumbnails, man. So I mean, it's not your title. It's not your thumbnails. Those look yeah. Those maybe it's this big face in the center of the screen. It's that big old face. <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe dude. Die, maybe dude, if you dye your beard black. Can you see my <laughs> mouse pointer here? The screen. Yeah. What you want to know? What that is? 
No, dude, this looks this like, it looks like the uh it looks like the singe cell exploded into some art turkey that like third graders do or something. It is. Yeah, it's from it is. It's yeah, a, I could easily it's a thankful turkey still that was still up from Thanksgiving. Well, he's very thankful awesome. he's still yeah, up. super yeah. thankful. I think yeah. Techno Dad's in there on one of those, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Since you call so often, they're like, Techno Dad. <laughs> Oh, the kids are already know you, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting because I thought because it was so bright. Aaron, remember I yes. told you that I I I I this time I measured first and then listened afterwards. Yeah, why'd you do that, man? That was a terrible idea. <laughs> because well, <laughs> just kidding. one good thing is sometimes you measure right, and it's just that one speaker. You measure the second one, like oh, there's a problem with this one. Something happened. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I've so heard that. that that's kind of one reason why I did that. But also I it doesn't matter to me. I like I don't care what the measurement says. Cause in this case, the measurement said it was too bright. I don't like bright speakers. Right. Mm-hmm. So I listen to them and they are bright. I mean it, it is what it is, right? It mm-hmm. sounded like it measured. But then I the thing that was tricky was I didn't hate it. <clears throat> and usually right. I don't like it. And it was kind of weird because it sounded like there was a difference between a speaker that is well designed that where the tweeter was just too hot versus one that just like they didn't know what they were doing and like there's some weird issues. Yeah. The directivity issues and it's too hot. Like it was weird because it just sounded like your treble was up too high. Yeah. I've run into that. And it's that's different though than a speaker that's just like all over the place. Like, oh yeah, I don't know what's wrong with this thing. Yeah, there's been times I re- I can't remember what speaker it was, but it's one of my more recent speaker reviews, which is like back in August or September, where I, I ran into a speaker that was like that. The, the treble was just boosted, and it wasn't like it was offensive, but you noticed it, you know. As mm-hmm. opposed to some speakers, when you listen to them, there may be one or two frequencies that are boosted, and they stand out so much that it that it is offensive, right? Mm-hmm. But some speakers, they just it's almost like they have a contour built into them, and they got a a, a gently rising frequency response. Mm-hmm. on the top end and it's just kind of like i mean i don't necessarily like it but it's not as bad as other ones or, or you know you may look at it and be like well you know that's going to sound bright and it kind of does but it's not overbearing it doesn't make you go oh my god i can't do this yeah so it just depends yeah and i guess it's where it's at because this one kind of had yeah. the dip in that that two two to three kilohertz region yeah but then it was above three kilohertz where it it was just like lifted so yeah. I don't know. I just thought that it was interesting that I did not hate it. Um, it of course, I sounded better with it turned down. Um, and that also reminds me because I actually you did this before too, right? Uh-oh. Uh the the tweeters on the original Encore series. Remember how they measured weird? They had that dip. Yeah, yeah. Did you put in the replacement? Mm-hmm. You had to solder in a new tweeter. No. Yeah. Yeah. You did you do it? I did all that on all okay. five of them. Because I haven't remeasured them. You said that it was better. Yeah, I don't remember it being like a big difference though. That's the thing. Mm. If you're curious, I can go back and pull the data. For yeah, I well, I point. just I just did it on uh, three speakers yesterday. I just resoldered them. Um, yeah, but I yeah, didn't even I didn't solder mine, man. Difference. I put on crimp connectors. I went out and bought crimp connect because I was like, I'm not about to solder these. 
I bought the little small crimp connectors and stuck them on there and then crimped them in place and said, whoever gets them next, they'll just have to deal with non-soldered wires. That's that's probably a better idea just because I'm always worried with a tweeter, right? Like if you keep that soldering iron in there too long, aren't you going to like voice coil? Yeah, you can be really quick. Like you got to be quick with that thing. Yeah, that was a common thing with some of ScanSpeak's tweeters. And like ScanSpeak tweeters are hundred dollars to $300 each tweeter, mm-hmm. you know, depending on which model you buy. And in the car audio realm, there's a lot of people that were complaining because they held the solder gun on the terminal lead for too long. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the terminal runs to the voice coil, right? So they mm-hmm. would actually melt the voice coil. Yeah. They wouldn't just solder it on there and then take it away. They would leave it sitting on there trying to over solder Basically doing what they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. There's a tweeter. Here. There's the old one on the left and the new one on the right. Yeah, I don't even remember what. You see how like they? Yeah, they, I so, guess they push it in further into the uh, yeah. into the waveguide. So it would so. get rid of that little that strong dip mm-hmm. at, at the higher. It was like ten around ten kilohertz or something like that. But it seemed to me like it was still kind of there. But I do remember it being more smooth. It wasn't mm-hmm. as significant. Mm-hmm. I haven't measured it, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I can hear any immediate difference. But yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I do. <clears throat> there. Just... Oh, for those wondering uh, about those hard drives I was talking about, they're still on sale. 45% off. I just dropped the chat, the link in the chat. Oh, yeah. good. What happened? Yeah, no, I was replacing the tweeter. <laughs> so they sent you what? a tweeter to replace it with? Yeah. A long time ago, and I just barely did it now. Do you remember? Yeah, I felt bad because it took me like two months before I got around to it. Well, it's way longer than two months for me. I, know, I didn't say it, but I, I was thinking it. It's all right. It's all right. Um, it was like do you remember if these, uh, if these woofers had a vented pole piece? Because when I stuck my hand in there, I could feel like an indent, and I wasn't sure if it was just like uh, an indent in the uh, yoke or, mm. or the magnet piece. Or if it was actually a vented, because I'm like, this is inexpensive. Mm-hmm. It's vented. That's that's kind of good. I don't yeah. remember. It, it, this price? I think I actually took them apart for my yeah. video, but I don't remember. See, like I told you when I talked to you earlier today, I went to your website, tried to look for the picture. I thought I remember you taking it apart, and I don't. I didn't see it there. So, yeah. Anyway, oh, I am. I did pick it apart in my video, but I didn't take a picture because I'm lazy. So it's in your video taken apart? No. I want to uh, see if the back was was vented. I didn't want to take out the woofer unnecessarily. I'm scrolling through it right now. Dude, I've got an awesome Phil Collins shirt on in that video. I almost wore it tonight, actually. Can you Listen, feel it? Chana's, can you, I can't feel it. Can you feel it? Uh, Chana <laughs> is drinking a drink that says Truly on it. And I don't know if you guys know the Lionel Richie song, Truly. But mm-hmm. I'm singing truly, truly. I'm drinking truly, truly. So the whole show, I'm just, I'm, I'm dropping like little lyrics to Aaron. I'm see how many he can pick up. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I didn't see this uh, comments from I Gianni P. I guess, I guess what I said got a got him miffed. Oh, poor room acoustics, media mediocre speaker layout. Not surprising you didn't hear a difference from your pioneer. Oh, and then the rolly eyes face. Shots fired, uh, man. Yeah. Horror room acoustics. Do it. Do it. I don't know. This is in my music yeah. studio. So pew, pew. I've had this. Where did it go? It's not surprising. Not surprising. He's not surprised. That, not surprising. I don't have any fucking nothing. Stop cussing, Chana. Anywhere. anywhere. There's <laughs> even more back there. 
And as far as speaker layout is concerned, oh, yeah, we are rocking right. the cube. Yeah. But yeah. And for those that don't know, I built a studio long before I made a YouTube channel. Yeah. Long before I knew I could actually make YouTube videos. Yeah. Mediocre speaker layout, which yeah. is kind of funny because you're able to place your speakers pretty much anywhere because it's a, that's all you do there, right? That, that's all I do. It's a matter yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, so. I have, uh, here, let's turn the lights back on. No waff needed Look, in there, Here's man. my he's, surround. He's, oh, here's my hey, front wide. There's let's make it fun, then. He's, he's making, he's, he's laughing. He's, oh, my God, two-inch egg carton foam, and you're bragging, LOL. <laughs> Ghetto treatments. Ghetto treatments. All right. Hey. All right. I see you. I see you, Gianni. <laughs> I see you, Johnny. Uh-oh. I hey, see you, Gianni. I'll eat a man. I ordered an egg crate foam mattress today to go okay. into my uh, <laughs> my dining room to where I can get rid of some of the echoes from the clipple. Uh, this is, this it, is actually... But it's four inch, so it's better than yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's well, way better. It's twice as better than egg crates. It's yeah. actually yeah. the Aurelux room kit, too, uh, yeah. for, for music studios. So... Well... Yeah. I, hey, you know what? If it's good enough for a music studio, I guess it's <laughs> shitty enough for everybody. Yeah, right? I would say. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> congratulations, John, Gianni P. We'll let you hang out for a little bit. <laughs> Rank amateur. He'll call in in a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Oh, there you go. There you go. You, you see how? In. Look at how phase Chana is right now. You really got to him. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing. I think you got to him. Um, uh, yeah. So anyway, we're we're just here to have fun, man. I don't. I don't think anybody needs to stress out about audio equipment and this yeah, setup. If you have a great setup, Gianni, congratulations, man. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. You're probably Chana's wife just talking trash. <laughs> <laughs> she has better so, things to do with Sasha's her Sasha's on the market. Watch She's watching the video. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but don't worry. I'll make a video yeah. with a binaural recording comparing the two. And yeah, if, if anybody hears the difference, man, you must have been on some good yeah. shit. When you did, <laughs> or it's just yeah. the placebo effect, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that is the hard thing. I mean, let's sit, take for example, you had to unhook your probably a receiver at the time, or did you have a processor in there previously? Oh, who me? Yeah. Oh yeah, there was a receiver. I know my yeah. eyes looking at Aaron, but I was talking to. Uh, you. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a good. One. So yeah, both so, of those. So when you when you swap out a. Yeah, when you mm -hmm. swap out an AVR, I mean, it honestly, it takes a while to calibrate, to set the other one up, to run your yep. software. Mm -hmm. You know, it would be it, 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 it's it's hard to to truly go. Okay, here's exactly what I heard. Yeah, and I think people. Well, that's that, why the recording is going to be great. That's a uh, binaural recording. Do everything, and then Joe, didn't you didn't mm -hmm. you say it's better not to do room correction for that that kind of thing? Yeah. So the way that you're doing it with the manual calibration actually is good because you can actually just copy all the settings you know you can't you can't use odyssey on one avr mm -hmm. and transfer that calibration to oh, i see what another saying. one because it's gonna say nope this is a different avr but if you take your distance settings and your level settings and all the exact same settings you can just copy those over right because the speakers are in the same place they're the same yeah. speakers same amplifier mm -hmm. um and i've set it up here if you saw my little thing about cable labels Mm. A little short. Um, yeah, I've got it set up so I can easily plug in um, the receiver. So I have a 6700 here. I'll put it up against, I don't know, the 7706 or even this this Marantz that's here and see what happens. And I, I think people are going to be surprised at the uh, 
at the results because they're going to be like, oh my God, everybody said that there was ABC, XYZ, and now I just hear poop. <laughs> um, That's why it's rank. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, who's go. saying something <laughs> they're going to send me? Uh, thought of sending it to Joe because he asked the question, do you hear the sound difference amp signature? I mean, I've done I've done the test before. I've done various amps. The amp that sounded the, the most different for my amps that I had was this old Marantz 2220B. That's like from the 70s. Oh, that one. And it sounded different, and I liked it, you know? Um, but, yeah, I even did measurements and all that, and then there was a measurable difference. But I'm not, that was an amp from the 70s, though. Could have yeah. been like, maybe I need to replace a capacitor. Who knows? You know? Yeah, when I'm, I've done comparisons. The one that I heard the most difference was the one that had a, a channel that had a hum in it. Um, <laughs> definitely noticed that, like big time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry. Uh, who's somebody said this is an awkward. Well, I guess this is when we were talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this sorry. We made it awkward, man. We're All just right. having not fun. Not supposed guys. to be awkward. We're having fun. Um, some of these guys are laughing. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk about amps? Dan Dan Black has a question about amps. Mm. Youth man and all yeah. y'all, all, all yeah. A few mm. of you tried. Uh, review the PowerSound A52 Plus. How does that compare to the monolithic amps? Oh, yeah. That's a good Michael question because I, and Chana, have you reviewed both? I have the A52 Plus, never tried a monolith amp. Yeah. So I like both of them. And PowerSound, the great thing about PowerSound is they're built like tanks, they've been around for decades. Are definitely one of those staples in the audio industry um just rock solid they sound great but as far as to you know did i hear a difference no um the pair sound looks cooler it's got a nice you know beautiful front face plate um but the monoliths they're made by ati so ati makes solid solid amps and so the good thing with monoprice is they they realize, okay, we're not an amplifier company, so we need to connect with some people that know this so that we can make a quality product. And so they did that with their amplifiers. Same thing with their subwoofers. They're not a subwoofer company. They don't know how to build subwoofers. So what do they do? They contracted with, with Dan, who's the owner of Perlisten, you know, to make an incredible subwoofer in that budget price point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I love them, man. I have I had no problems with my Monolith 11X. It's solid, huge amount of power. And uh, so I don't have any problem, but I didn't hear any difference, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. me too. It's going to be, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, nothing that really would stand out, mm -hmm. right? Excuse me. Uh, I, I only got the Parasounds um, because <clears throat> certain speaker manufacturers are like, well, what are you powering? Uh, and, you know, send me some speakers to review. Okay, what are you going to power it with? If mm -hmm. I say some, you know, doo doo $80 table, I'm trying to look for one tabletop amplifier. I don't have one. Um, they're going to be like, yeah, no, these are, you know, $2,000 pair of speakers. We're <clears> not going to, uh, what do you call it? You know, <clears throat> we're not going to send you anything. So when I say, Oh, you know, it's a Parasound, you know, A A52 plus or A51 or whatever. They're just like, oh, okay. Especially the THX people, because it's like a 400, you know, or sorry, four ohm speakers. And they're like, yeah, put, you know, we want 250, 300, 400 watts in these things. They're like, okay. What happened? 
No, so it just uh, Gianni's just saying, uh, you know, he likes the he likes the live stream. He just thinks that you're arrogant. That's all. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know, people tell me I don't know what I'm talking about majority of the time. And, and there was this one guy who was just like, "Well, you're no professional." I'm like, "Um, I've been in the music industry for over 20 years. Arrogant, doing shit. Doing shit. I don't know. Nah, it's my royalty it, checks. Bro. It's all right from, from TV shows and stuff. It's okay." It's all right. Doesn't matter. You know what? Yeah. You got it wrong, Gianni. He's Chana's not arrogant. He's just spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> spoiled. <laughs> very. I'm a spoiled little boy. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Don't get him um, mixed up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's a very generous man, also. So that's something you oh, may yeah. not know. Yeah. He balances is, it out, you know? True. Treat himself, true. treat everybody else treat, around. Treat him somebody too. else out. So yeah. it's a good, it's For a good sure. balance. Um, what else? Oh. Uh, Michael, mm-hmm. you just recently reviewed some <laughs> Clips RP subs, reference premiere, the new ones. Oh yeah, they got. So I, haven't, oh, I haven't reviewed them yet. No, no? it was just oh, okay. the yeah. announcement. Yeah, right? it was literally just the announcement. Yeah, because nobody has those yet. Okay. So yeah, but they. That's, that's why it's they... always the same picture. It's always the same picture, right? Actually, it's not. You go oh, look did you at get mine, a different Bro, I'm I do my own oh, custom. Shit. I know. Custom. You had the different thumbnail. I'm like, oh, you must have them. Custom thumbnail, bro. I made that in Photoshop. <laughs> I mean, seriously, take a yeah, look no, at no, it. Man. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, can you tell me a little bit about it? Because they, yeah, so, I guess they had like a sure. Zoom meeting or something like that. They correct. So we had like a, a webinar with them. So they talked about it. The biggest thing is that we know Clips has never really been the go-to for subwoofers. They make good speakers for those of you that like that signature sound, uh-huh. but their subwoofers have always struggled. They don't have a ton. They don't dig super deep. Like I had some, their best subwoofer I think Klipsch has ever made, which is the RSW 15s had four mm-hmm. of them. But once you hit 20 Hertz, I mean, it literally drops like a rock. There's nothing below 20. And so with this new series, they knew they were fighting a couple of things and they needed to improve. Number one, low end extension. Mm-hmm. Number two, amp reliability, because their amps were failing a lot. So they spent a lot of time building a brand new series, um, not just trying to put a Band-Aid on it, but like, okay, we need to fix this. We need to really put some effort into this. And so, again, this is just coming from them. We don't have any data. We don't have any long-term owners to verify what their claims are. But the claim is we put this thing through some brutal test to see if we can get these amps to fail. I mean, way beyond what any consumer would would do to it. And we wanted to make sure these things are going to be quality. So they worked on that. They're willing to back that up now with a five-year warranty, not only on just the components, but also on the actual amplifier itself. So at least they're putting their money where their mouth is, and that's good. Um, and then the other thing is they added some lower end extension. And so these new subwoofers, so they've got four new ones. They've got a, what is a 12, I'm sorry, 10, a 12, a 14 and a 16. Can, can you bring up some of the, the stuff? Because I'll, let's I see think, your picture. I think, um, What's that? Let's see your Pro Croson says we need to do a thumbnail war. <laughs> I I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Tim will make this its own segment because of subwoofers and everybody oh, here, loves let subwoofers. Do, let me do this. I'll pull up the. Uh, here's what I've got. Let's go here. Yeah, what can you show? How Let's many check. people were on that Zoom? By the way, that's the only reason I didn't do it. I'm like, ah, it, it might be it, some people I don't want to be with. Honestly, it doesn't say. It just okay. You're just one of them, oh, and you don't even. You get. You're, you're get just a number, Joe. You're just yeah, a oh, number. Okay. You get the chat, but it's it's not like okay. 
Was um, Jill there? Joe. Jill. Yes, Jill was. She was, uh, she was hosting uh, it, dude. No she, way. I, I always like to say what's I, up to Jill. I was hesitant to tell this even in an email or text her because I didn't want to come across weird. Uh-huh. But she's got like really curly hair. It looked really awesome, man. Because I've seen oh. her always with straight hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm like that. It looked really nice. But I didn't say that. <laughs> there you I go. Like, the best. The best reaction was. I want to be the my, creepy youth man. My very first TikTok video is Joe recording me at CES, and I'm I'm doing like a karaoke. Um, and in the big, cream. like, big notes, she, he turns and she, we see Jill from Clips running over like, oh, what? It yeah. was like the coolest thing, dude. And she's real small, so she just came, yeah, she just came like, up. And I'll be honest, man, I've been dealing with Jill. She's been my main contact for five yeah. years since I've been on my YouTube channel. Yeah, she's, she's just the man. sweetest person, man. She is. But, yeah, so as long as you're nice to Jill, you can say whatever right. you want about the product. Correct. Oh, my gosh. Out. I- you can she say whatever you want, as long as you're nice to her. And she has busted so, her buttons over the years. I mean, she's way on up there in clips too, man. Yeah. So, yeah, but she's, she's worked awesome. hard. So, but yeah, very, there's a, there's a nice couple lady. photos right there, Joe. If you want to pull that up. Okay. So here we go. Yeah. So we've got a 10 inch, a 12 inch, a 14 inch, and a 16 inch. So you can see the 10 and the 12 are a lot deeper Whoa. Than, they, than they are square. Okay. So they're going right. to fit a little bit deeper. The 14 inch is kind of what they think is probably going to be the sweet spot, kind of the best bang for the buck. It's more your kind of square shape versus a, a deep rectangular shape. And then you've got the big boy, the 16. So the one question that that I wanted to verify, because a lot of people ask me on my channel, about a year ago, Clips mentioned um, on the podcast, they were like, hey, mm-hmm. we're coming out with the beast. The beast. The know? beast, yeah. And this is going to be... I think they even referred to it as like the SVS killer, or maybe that's what I put on my, uh, the thumbnail. Yeah. So I yeah. asked her, I said, I said, I just want to know, can you confirm, is that 16 the beast? Mm-hmm. And they said it is not. What? That's 16. So that is the Still? RP. Yeah. That's the RP 1600 SW is the model number. The, um, that unit is really in direct comparison and competition to the SVS 4000. Okay, so the 16 inch, which is their PV 16, the beast is going to go head to head with that one. And, and of course, their desire is to be the SVS killer kind of thing, you know, put it to put so, it to rest kind of deal. It's so kind of funny because that that 10 inch looks like a remember those bazooka yeah. bazooka tubes it's like Thanks longer you, than it is. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, like, it does. Uh, me of that. It's funny. Prices. Uh, Bodie's uh, asking. Um, let me look here. Honestly, I would have to go back to my video. No, no, no. I can, I can do this. Hang on. I like the knobs. I'll tell you straight up. Those the knobs, knobs, the knobs are, are something cool. different. They did that. So when you're looking over the backside of your, um, subwoofer and you're looking down, it's dark back there. It's got like a little magnifying glass on the top yeah. so you can see the numbers. That's cool. That's, that's see, a little different. That's what Klipsch always gets right though. Like these <laughs> little, little tiny things that kind of differentiate them. It's not yeah. going to be a huge deal, but it's just kind of like, yeah, I like that. All right. So price-wise, actually, that's wrong because that's my script. Let me go back here to this other document right here, press kit. Okay. And, so, and you have specs on that too. Um, so everything is on their website. It's a good thing. So you can literally go to their website and pull up each one of these. The, so the model numbers are the RP, so Reference Premier. Right. You got a 1000 SW, a 1200 SW, 1400 SW, and 1600 SW. So add two zeros and an SW at the end. Right? Yeah. So the great thing about this is 
Clips used common sense when they made the, the model name. So the 1000 is a 10, 1200 is a 12, 1400 is a 14 inch, mm -hmm. and the 1600 16 inch. So you're looking at 749 for the 10 inch. It's got a 600 watt peak amplifier. 700. Okay. I'll tell you what, you know, yeah. I mean, I can go back to my notes and then yeah. I, can, I can tell you specs. So, and there's a reason I'm asking specifically yeah, about these. Sure. Okay, well, let's do it. Let me just go back to my notes, which would be da, da, da. there we go, right here. Oh, uh, right. do they have DSP? Like I anything that you can tune, so. like an app type of thing with PQ? Yeah, I don't, I don't like think that? these, they didn't mention anything about an app. Okay. All right, so here we go. So the 10 inch. So we got a 300, 300 watt continuous, 600, one, 600 watt peak amplifier. Frequency response is down to 19 hertz. Um, it's like 16 inches by 15 inches by 24 inches deep. So it's really deep. Weighs 56 pounds. It's got an MSRP of 749. Which okay. one is that one? That's the 10 inch. 10 inch. Okay. Dang. Oh, wow. That's a 10 inch. Yeah. Okay. So here's hey. what I'm curious about. That's a 10 when inch. I saw That's the specs, can you, do you have the specs on it? Like their, their claim frequency response? Because I looked That's at those. I'm said. like, no way. That's what I, I said. said. 19 Hertz. Okay. That's for the 10 inch. They said yes. 19. 19, right. So well, that is the pretty deep. Yeah. Right? So, so, so the 12 inch. Okay. Okay. I can kind of I mean, yeah, yeah, I can kind of see it with a big enough enclosure. Yeah, yeah, right. All right. I didn't so, know it was that deep. Yeah. So All that's right. so the 12 inch bumps up a little bit in wattage. So you're going from a 300 watt to a 400 watt continuous, 600 watt peak uh, on the previous to an 800 watt. So not a big difference. A couple hundred uh, watts extra there. Frequency hertz on this one on the 12 inch is down to 15.5 hertz. Okay. A little bit heavier. 16.5. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to give you the box measurements unless you want them. Yeah. No, no. It's okay. Um, I can kind of take a look yeah. and see. Weighs 68 pounds. So a little bit heavier. MSRP is right at $1,000. Okay. So then you jump up to the 14 inch. So that one's a little bit. Yeah, again, another 100 watts continuous. So you're at 500 watts continuous, 1,000 peak. This one measures down to 16 hertz, so pretty similar to the 12. Mm -hmm. And it weighs 83 pounds. MSRP on that one's 1,400. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, the, the 16 inch. So this is going in comparison with the SVS um, PB4000. Mm -hmm. 800 watt continuous amp, 1,600 watt peak. Okay. Frequency response on that one goes down to 14.5 hertz. Mm. 110 pounds, MSRP of 1,800. Yeah. yeah. I'm always just skeptical when it comes to... And I get it. And everybody, specs, ev you know what I mean? every, everybody is. And so, and there's nothing wrong with that. This is one of those things where clips truly... It's not like... Well, you can't say, tell me. We want you to show me. You know what I mean? It's like we have to see the data. We have to see what, you know, people that own these have to uh -huh. say, what reviewers have to say, get it out in the wild, and let's see what happens. How does it shake out? You know, do they live up to their claims? Well, and so right now, minus 20 dB down. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. We don't know. So we it is. Um, well, it says, I thought it said they're like minus 3 dB on their thing. Like it let's, said specifically. Well, let's let's go to their website. But it also you, doesn't say uh, the SPL it's at too. Um, 
I'm going to say RP 1600. Gator asks, are they ported? And it looks like there's a, fr a front slot port. That's correct. They have a, a kind of a patented, I think they're calling it an aerofoil. It's a certain kind of path and style inside, but it's it's basically a front ported um, slotted uh, port yeah. that you, supposedly you know eliminates pretty much all of the port noise is what they're right. claiming. Oh, no, no chuffing. No, no, no. That, port, again, that's port what they're farting. claiming. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I've ever seen a, a ported sub that didn't have that at the right at at certain at the right. There's certain frequency. Yeah. yeah. Certain frequency um, and certain amount. So I, I love these these sizing here. It's uh, I it reminds me of working at Domino's Pizza because that mm -hmm. ten inch was a small, twelve was yeah. a medium, fourteen large, yeah, and sixteen extra large. I'm like, I'm I'm getting flashbacks of flipping right. pizzas. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share something else. So I'm actually on their website. So they oh, do man. show some of their okay. again. These are just their graphs, their charts. So again, Aaron, so do you believe that? Do you believe these? So here's what uh, they're I don't know. They look generic to me. So it's hard to say. Well, and they may be. Hey, so competitor again, two's got to be a rel. No, I was, just, I was egging be you on because I, I think your your experience <laughs> with uh, some Eclipse's uh, specs with like sensitivity yeah. was pretty, so again, this, pretty this, off. You know, this is just their claim. So we don't okay. know. We're literally guessing. And, and even me, I love Clips, but I mean, I can't jump on board and go, yeah, these things are hitting down to. I haven't measured on myself. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we don't, yeah. we don't have you. Nobody has them yet. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. correct. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Look at that. I like that triangle, though. You know what I mean? What is that? Yeah. So they're trying, yeah, it's like, they're trying to kind of compare their other competitors. We don't know who those are, but I would assume one of them is going to be SVS. Like your mm -hmm. color space. Um, so I don't know what the, you know, who they're else, you know, their other. I'm telling you, competitor player. two from that hump. It's got to be rel. Look, <laughs> right here looks just right. like my real one right here this uh, one? yeah 100 percent. the blue one the blue one oh, oh that oh, yeah funny. that looks, yeah. totally looks like my rel <laughs> oh you're nice. funny bro yeah so um so <laughs> this is what right. joe was talking about right here so these are look the at new, that that looks smart cool. oh that's yeah, nice different so yeah. here's that you were asking about the port so yeah, i mean nothing i like that they there. blurred the subwoofer to make it look like it's moving the whole thing is moving the whole thing's moving that shouldn't be moving that basket yeah, true. You know, um, <laughs> that that's a graphic guy. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's you know, the graphics I, guy. I may, you know, uh, joke about the rel, but scroll back Nothing up, Michael. Fancy. Yes, scroll sir. up real quick to the yep. not to the knob to the knob to the knob. Oh, okay, okay, moving. okay. Right. The one thing that rel does real does, which I wish everybody does, is have a notched volume or level mm. on the oh, back. Oh yeah, itself. that is yeah. huge. Because yeah. I have two of them, and I can start them at midnight, and then just go six clicks to the left on both, or whatever, or mm -hmm. whatever it is. You know, it's uh, easy, um, right? Not yeah, it. because it's notched. But uh, yeah, so hopefully they 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 do something like that. The blurred basket's kind of funny. It reminds me of, like you <laughs> ever is. ask a kid, like a kid who doesn't know how to drive, right? Or, yeah. yeah. And you say, hey, you see them like pretending to drive, and they're like, let's go faster, and then they're just moving the wheel faster. So this is how it makes you go faster. <laughs> this is interesting too. So they added these little rubber feet down here. Oh, I like that. Kind of as built-in isolators. I thought that, that was is. Cool. You'd have to buy uh, the isolation mm -hmm. feet from SBS, yeah. which are extra. Yeah. Listen, so that, what's, come, what's up with what's up with the chair in the corner over there between the speakers and like whoever that is? I feel sorry uh, for that. Person. Yeah, they've got the best. <laughs> that guy's chair. watching like, everybody. That's a three thousand dollar chair. Yeah, <laughs> they're just watching the everybody enjoy ever. the movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're so doing. Here you got the chair see the in the corner facing everywhere. Yeah, I I see this tower of sub every time SBS. 
mm-hmm. you know, goes to yeah, a trade, show. The trade show. It's yes. cool though. Yeah. Cause that's that way you physically, that, yeah. that's the way you can see, well, rail does them because they want you to stack them and they say <laughs> I know, that I, I'm making a joke. A, a, <laughs> I, I love yeah. it. Their claim is it makes the, the base higher. Hey, this is exciting right. stuff. What? You so, know, we, we, yeah. nobody's measured these, right? So yeah. we don't know. Correct. I'm, I think it's fair for me to be skeptical Absolutely. of the measurements just Everybody because should be just yeah. because the, you know, in the past they have their own way of doing yeah. sensitivity. That's not anybody else's way. I don't know if they, they have, have their the, own uh, way of doing their, uh, their low frequency base extension. I don't know, but Hey, I'm hoping that they, yeah. I'm really hoping that they yeah. do what yeah. they're yeah. supposed you know to do because the price looks good. CSDST. More competition is always yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I hope uh, they the sell a ton of that amp. The heat sink on that amp is really small. And I'm not at all saying that it can't work. I want to make that yeah. clear because I, I don't want to get labeled like a hater. I'm just saying the heat sink on that amp is actually hater. comically small. Hater. Yeah, well, you might not even need a heat sink, right? That's beside the point. Really I'm inside. just saying, looking at it, it looks very <laughs> yeah. small. Well, why would they put it on the outside? Like just to show like, hey, here's our that's heat sink? Because well, well, I, that's I, entire hey, infection cooling. The, that's convection the rel, cooling. The rails right? are like that too. The rail, all the heat builds heat, up to the heat sink, heat, and then the air in the room yeah. takes the the heat away. Yeah, that's convection cooling. Yeah. yeah, they're supposed to be facing up so that it can go up. Go right? up, yeah. Right. I mean, in that case, I, it probably doesn't matter. I just saw that and I was like, it looks like like the size of like a Altoid can or something. You yeah, know? something yeah, I know. But it's class D. I, I, I mean, like too. I say, it it may not even need. You know what I'm saying? Like it may not even get to the point where that's it actually needs the heat sink, but it's just is. Funny that it looks that small. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I got Even you. Ike says you're Aaron. You're a hater, bro. <laughs> Look at the feet. Oh, I like I that. Hate Ike. He knows that though. <laughs> Arturo says he's got a question. I love Ike. Here. Um. So this is this is all very cool stuff, man. I really hope that, that they they perform. Hold up. Was that on the knobs? Was that like a magnifying glass? Yeah. yeah it's it's like a little. <laughs> Uh, it Dude. has like a little line on it, yeah. That's cool. I don't know if man. it's a magnifying glass, but it has a line on it, okay. so you can see it a little bit better. They're copying the Rolex where, where Cyclops. Because if you think about it, you know you have to be facing the subwoofer yeah. back to see where the knob is. Whereas, like, if yeah. you're looking on top of it over it, because it's going to be in a corner or something like that, that definitely would help. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Cyclops lens. Uh, we have um, a super chat here. Do we get to that or no? Yeah, uh, let's get to that. And somebody's asking me thing? for, you know, asking something. Yeah, I see Arturo's. Uh, so yeah. thank you, Brett, for the super chat. Thoughts on the Yamaha <sighs> Avantage RX-A8A? Got to get well, to I, it. I, I mm-hmm. have one here. And um, it is the least used AVR pre-pro whatever I have in-house. And, and why? Um. And why, pow? That's <laughs> Well, I thought you said that with the toolkit, you can just, you know, manu- manually calibrate. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I, I will go with the manual calibration. Because, you know, it, it, has, it has some great features. Mm-hmm. Um, the DAX, the XLR inputs, uh, stereo XLR inputs, for those of you that have like a, uh, you know, um, a high-end CD player, or whatever, um, audio player. Um, not too keen on the HDMI. They have three HDMI 2.1 ports where their ma- marketing department was like, oh, this is the best thing ever, but they're capped at 24 gigabits per second. So that will only accept a compressed 
4K 120 hertz HDR VR signal. And then they just got HDR VRR 120 hertz 4K working about two months ago. And the thing's been out for over two years. So, yeah, kind of kind of rough for mm. something that's $3,500. In that price point, you could go with the Denon 6700H, which will offer 13 channels of processing, 11 channels of power, and... Even though the A8A does Oro 3D, it's a nine-channel Oro 3D as opposed to a 13-channel Oro 3D in the Denon. So there's a... <clears throat> I feel like it's... A, how many zones does it have? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Maybe three. I think it's got zone two and zone three. Um, but yeah. Uh, so is it mainly the mainly the wipeout? Like the, it's the, the, room the room correction is not, not the greatest. Okay. Um, and that's kind of why I don't like it. Uh, it also got removed from the main system because the Paul's gonna like this. The CEC was just too good. Okay, so anytime like the we're watching on the Direct TV, and then for some reason the Apple TV wakes up, mm. boom, switches inputs. Mm, and the nah. fact that my wife kept contacting me and said this thing keeps changing inputs on me, yeah. I had that's to take it out. Yeah. I had to take it out because uh, you know you. She called. I'm the tech support here, and then and then the worst part is she's like, "How come the direct TV is not working? Aren't you like techno dad? Can't you like figure this out, my like, babe? There's, <laughs> there's snow on the dish. <laughs> we're, we're not. That is awesome. this is not, it has nothing to That's do with hilarious. Me. Aren't you techno dad? You need a T-shirt that says that. Aren't I techno dad? <laughs> can't you fix I this? That. Yeah, no. Can't, I love yeah. that man. Um, That's funny man. So yeah. Mm. Hopefully Tim can splice the two together. You talking about the subs, Michael, of uh, the Klipsch subs and these Elac subs that mm -hmm. were just released. Oh, you yeah. You guys see I this? Those too. Yeah, those look oh, the, pretty interesting. The Vero line? Varo. So, Varo? 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 Well, it's two R's. Varo. 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 Yeah. I don't know what accent um, it is. Look at this. So, they, I guess they have three different series. I actually yeah. have three of them. Whoa. Mm -hmm. But which ones do you have? Dual, what is that? Is it a dual? Yeah. Are they actual active dual active drivers? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, those are expensive too. So they better be. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, look at being twenty five hundred dollars for a dual. Right? They're all they Ooh. have wide range. So right now I have these, mm -hmm. the least expensive ones. Right. PS two fifty the ten inch. I have the twelve and the fifteen. Right. Um and since they're nearby i'm assuming i'll probably get the opportunity to test all of them uh yeah yeah so check out this surround though yeah that's a very interesting surround yeah right so i haven't done very much driver testing like you have aaron but uh <clears throat> i guess the idea is that the is that rigidity the, the, um well i guess the surround deforms Right? Yeah, I was just wondering when if it's that's near like, max excur excursion. Yeah, maybe for symmetry and in full excursion, just to keep like the voice coil centered mm -hmm. through the suspension. Because you have the motor like mm -hmm. holding the voice coil in place, but then you also have suspension. So mm -hmm. if the suspension is somehow misaligned and the suspension, like the cone, uh, the surround is part of the suspension as well, not just the spider. Like the spider is typically is it seventy yeah. percent, I think, of the suspension typically. So seventy percent. Wow. Yeah, I think that's right, generally speaking. So I'd have to double check that. I wouldn't quote me on that. But, you know, I actually took apart a, a woofer yesterday 
And what's amazing about a woofer is how small the tolerance is between the voice coil and the magnet. Like it's between yeah. these two metal pieces and it cannot touch any of it. Right. right? Yeah. The whole if way it does, it's got to be like right good. in between. It's like tiny. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So one thing about those, the larger subwoofers, I'm looking at the PDF he sent me a while back. So these have built-in DSP. So you were asking about that earlier. They've got auto room EQ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're definitely adding some more tech inside of it, which is good. Uh, they do have an advanced app control. So How, how's there. this heat sink? This heat sink any better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a big that's one. That's a valid heat sink. Yeah, that's a big one. They're just going to start slapping cosmetic oh. heat sinks on these things now because of my complaint. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> ridges, and that's not going to do anything. It looks good. Made out of wood. Seen, I mean, is this what is this a class D amplifier? It should, right? So they're yeah, dual posing subwoofers. Uh, let me uh, look here. It is a bash amplifier topology. Okay. So what is bash anyway? Because um, I know that that's a brand. Bash, like you, yeah. I've seen that uh, label. Yeah, bash. I don't know what time. it is. Uh, it says this new amplifier uses a modulated switched mode power supply allied to a conventional class AB amplifier switching at more than 400,000 times per second the supply tracks the incoming audio signal to ensure that the class AB amplifier gets only the voltage necessary with a little headroom to cope with today's dynamic movie and music content thus maximizing the efficiency and potential of the amplifier hmm. so whatever that means Crozen says uh, with a heat sink that large, it just means it gets super hot, probably inefficient. All depends on how you look at it. Well, oh, wow. Well, if you've seen the Rel T9X and the, mm -hmm. that line, they use an AB amplifier in there. So they got a fat heat sink on the back. Like yeah. it takes up almost the entire back of the yeah. <clears throat> Um Yeah. So this is interesting. They have this auto EQ app. Mm -hmm. I've actually gotten a chance to test this before, but they say that they've updated it since. So it's kind of. Kind of interesting in the way it works. You can actually just use your phone here. So I'll be testing all that. So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to kind of compare these with Klipsch's offering whenever mm -hmm. somebody gets a, their hands yeah, on it. There you go. This thing looks pretty yeah. cool, right? Yeah. Dual. It's a nice uh, looking sub. Let's see. Dual opposing. Uh, the specs on this. They they claim on this one. Mm-hmm. 17, 17 hertz, 14, uh, 14 anechoic, and yeah. 14 in room. Yeah, so that's definitely would be competitive. What's the tolerance on? Like, what's the plus minus on that? Is that 17 you know, hertz at 60 yeah. b down, or mm -mm. it it does that not doesn't tell say me anything. Here. It does not say here. I might have it in um uh, in one of the documents that was sent to me, mm -hmm. but it also doesn't say uh the SPL at which it's playing this 14 hertz. Right. Yeah. You so know, because be a lot lower. Yeah, uh, they, they said the max output level is 118 dB, which 18, is yeah. which is pretty loud. But wh where is that? Is that at yeah. 80 hertz? Is yeah, that at gotcha. you know, or right, is it right. at 14 hertz? Like if they slapped a huge difference, plus minus <laughs> at 300 or something like that on there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think it's going to require a lot of testing that I don't do. I don't do CA 2010. Testing. I'm not. I don't think CT. I'll. I don't know if I ever want to do it again. I think the only person we've got now is James Larson and good luck to James. I'm everybody just pushing it on him. Man. Send James it to him. Have it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to have like he's five pallets of deliveries. Yeah. Someone for delivery soon. 
Yeah. James just needs to start eating steroids and moving subwoofers, and then Gene won't be able to crack on him anymore. <laughs> James will just roll over Gene's house in Florida and just thump him in the head. I'm curious. Uh, so, so <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Range. So, ES three fifty twelve inch. Uh, what's that? The this subwoofer has room EQ, right? And there are mm-hmm. other ones mm-hmm. that have that. One that comes to mind would be like JL Audio, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's right. many more that I can't even think of. But Perlison has their own. Okay, so personally speaking, I just don't. Somebody convince me why I need a subwoofer that mm-hmm. has its own built-in room EQ when I'm going to be running probably something like Direct or Odyssey or something that also has its room EQ. I just feel like it's redundant and I'm paying for something that I don't need. Yeah. That's, that's my take. So y'all convince me otherwise or just uh, say, I mean, no, I you're wrong. You're, I disagree. And that's good enough. I think you're yeah. 100% correct because, uh, I had some, uh, what is it? Martin Logan subwoofer in here mm-hmm. and it had Anthem room correction. Mm-hmm. Like you had to, you Bluetooth to it and yada, yada. And you run room correction. Yeah. I think that's just for people that are in a two channel situation. Yeah, would that be more of a yeah. stereo setup? Maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that most people that are buying subwoofers are probably mm-hmm. also going to have, and, and, it's not like 2010 where the basic AVR doesn't really have good auto EQ. Most of them have pretty good auto EQ now, right? I mean, yeah. maybe not all of them. You guys are probably more the the subject matter experts there than I am. Scratching, so I'm, I'm scratching over posing here. that question to y'all, but yeah, I would like I to say I, that yes, there there. I would like there have definitely been advancements in the last 12 years, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. Um, I'm still running 5.1. No, no, you don't need to be. You I don't know, need to man. be anymore. Yeah. But I need more speakers now. Oh, you need more that's speakers. My oh, that's right. I got to figure out how to send these. So, so yeah, I, I think it's just oh, for the two-channel guys, Aaron, to answer your question. Okay. I think yeah. it's just for the two-channel guys where their integrated amp doesn't have any room correction, and they perhaps want to try to add a sub. Now, the thing that's always the issue that it just uh, it irritates me. The issue is that this sub has DSP. DSP mm-hmm. means latency. And yes. so that if there's spe- if it is for two channel, their two channel system is not mm-hmm. going to be able to delay their main speakers to be That's aligned sub. in time with the subwoofer. So then you're going to hear the yeah. whole oh the subs are slow. It is slow. It so is here's slow the, because here's the thing delayed. though. So Aaron and I both heard the same setup at Florida Audio Expo. It was a two-channel mm-hmm. setup with dual 10-inch speakers, I think they had their 10s. I think it was a 10-inch. Yeah, I think that's what board. it was. The 210s, so using, is that what they were yep. called? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those have built-in DSP, and Dan used, used those to time-align the speakers um, mm-hmm. and his subs to that. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, there was nothing slow about that setup. So, I guess it just depends on what the DSP is, right? Mm-hmm. And if like it's what like it's something doing. that you can... Yeah, and can you control it manually? Those kind right. of questions I, I'm just curious about. Yeah. And SP typically uh, adds what two milliseconds? I think more than two milliseconds. I've seen way more than I've seen five to fifteen on testing like anechoic test, even just not even so much um the D, like the EQ, like the auto EQ DSP, but just the latency mm-hmm. for it to pass through the amplifier for the compression yeah. and limiting features right. that it needs. It can be mm-hmm. five to fifteen milliseconds. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious, so, like to ask Dan, you know, what do they why? do with that? Is is there something that? How do they cope with that? Is that an issue? What is the? Well, it cannot. It cannot. I'd be, I'd be it definitely cannot be zero delay. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, any type of, of processing at all is going to add right. 
some yeah. sort of delay. Uh, perceivable is a whole different thing, right? Right. Yeah. How but, long is two milliseconds? You know what I mean? Like happens all the time. Feet. Get it? Two oh. feet happens all the time. <laughs> but you know About what I'm saying? Like worth the delay. Yeah. And so, you hear can you hear that though? I guess well, that's I, well. The I, other I, thing I too is the like the space. It's always relative, right? It's the phase relative to your mains. And so that's mm -hmm. why I'm saying, like, I don't, I would have to know exactly what this thing is doing. Right. Like, what kind of DSP? Can I tap into it to change anything? What is the upstream of everything else? Sure. It's just stuff like that. Like, it's a lot of, yeah. it's kind of like what Joe was saying. When you introduce that, it's introducing yeah. another variable. Sure. Right. Yeah. So you just have to be conscious of that, I suppose. Well, it's never going to be perfect if you have a delay. So it's like this look. If there's a wave, right? Here's a wave. I'm I'm doing a I don't know which direction oh, to go. Wave, right? Here's a here's a wave going this way, right? So you you want them to go together, right? Pop and lock. So if, if you can't catch the first wave, you have to catch it on the next wave. Right? Yeah. So yeah, they they're gonna work together, but it is still delayed by a small amount. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. means that your main speaker will play the right if you were to slow it down. Uh, it, and then the sub would play afterwards, and you don't want that. You want them to play together. Mm -hmm. The whole point of of you know DSP and AVR is to get everything time aligned, right? That's like one simple thing that you can right. do. Now with subs, it's always hard to get that perfect, but you want to try to get it perfect. So anyway, yeah. if it's and, if and it's ten milliseconds, twenty milliseconds, fifteen, this is a lot of time, and it is. Noticeable. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that these subwoofers are. When they calibrate, they calibrate for the subwoofer only. It's not letting you play the other speakers, and it's not trying to figure out any interaction. It's just mm -hmm. right subwoofer by itself in the room. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, so I, I mean, just... I've, I've recommended to these companies before, like do an RC for two channel guys, right? Do an RCA in, and then have RCA's RCA's coming out yeah. balanced. That's if you true. want to be a little higher end, and delay mm -hmm. what's coming out, or be able to adjust the delay of what's going out. Right. That's real. DSP. That's really useful. Um, so somebody will do it. Somebody will do that eventually. Um, right, until right. then, they have to run a mini DSP somewhere in that system. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Where, yep. What else? What else we got? Uh, we we got a, more a couple of smart or? things over here. Um, let's see. Uh, Arturo's... Oh, wait. Hold on. Rob Rob had a super chat. $5. Yep. Thank you, Rob. Um, Love your content. Y'all hear that the the database website might go away. I haven't heard that. $30 a month to host. And their foot traffic is so bad they can't even cover it. That sucks. I don't even know. You can't, no, uh, you can't cover 30 bucks a month? <laughs> yeah, that sounds so odd. It, it may just be time to let it go. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, if the speakers are old enough to where it doesn't even matter anymore. And I'm not saying they're all like that. But yeah. I'm saying, like, they let's keeping assume up with that... The, with right, the I, I think Rishi had had quit doing testing. It's been a while now since he's done okay. anything. And, and so they may be the old case, data then, for older subwoofers. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, don't they have anybody... like free online databases though? I don't know. Well, Slow and stuff? and they, he has a lot of DIY stuff too. I will okay. say that, and I'm sure a lot of the ABS forum people really appreciate mm -hmm. having the DIY stuff tested. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, man. At some you point, would you just have to let that, it go. Yeah, or see if you can kind of crowdfund that i mean does he yeah. have something on his website that says hey look if you like this man consider at least contributing a paypal or venmo or something uh, yeah i would might, might I be would able to at least offset that. that i would think he should be able to come up with 30 bucks a month yeah no i don't i you know what it probably is if, if it's I a value, guess, and he, he may be tired of doing 30 it 30 bucks it's kind of like i'm doing this and it's costing me money and i don't really right. want to do it so like 
it's just one more thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Thing as, he's at least it's covering itself, then I'll continue doing it. I'll keep yeah. it up. But yeah. so true voice says he's getting tired. So I mean it's yeah. just yeah, I don't he's been doing it a long time and it's a lot of work. Like burn out. Yeah. And if you're not making significant income on it, it does make it hard. When you're give, 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 and, and your audience is just saying, give me more, give me more. When's the latest data coming out? What about this? What about this? And you're like, if they're not getting compensated from it, then it, you know, I could see where he was like, all right. You, you sounded like run, that. I kind of run my course, you know. It sounded like, like that song. Get, give me, give me, give me a minute. Oh, dang, dude. <laughs> China. Abba, Abba. I just checked out my latest video. It's, it's ten out of ten. ten the ten worst out of the the last ten videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a, right. another super chat um, from uh, Oh Ole Oh Ole. I don't know. Thank you so much. <laughs> Odyssey Multi EQX versus Dirac. All right, I'll, I'll do it oh. real quick. Okay. So, uh, Dirac. No, that's good. Uh, Dirac does more. I think it does more when it comes to uh, trying to align the phase within the speaker itself, but also with the other speakers. Uh, Odyssey does time alignment, which is aligning it at a single point, but not throughout the entire frequency range. But MultiQX does allow you to do your own PEQs. So if you were to measure with REW, You'd be able to use that as a filter bank, so you can just consider your your Denon or Marantz mm -hmm. like a giant mini DSP where you could just plug in as many PEQ settings. It'll convert it to an FIR filter, and uh, boom, yeah. So it's it's more like Odyssey gives you a lot of flexibility to do your own manual calibration. But if you're not into that, I would say Dirac is a safer bet than Odyssey. That's it. That's there all. There it is. There it is. Uh, uh, Atmos matching bed layer. I only have seven ceilings, so I'm afraid of not having enough separation. Would it be okay to angle in ceiling speakers to go where the monolith or go with the monolith satellites for Atmos? Um, <clears throat> Atmos matching bed layer. Okay. Is this? Oh, you only have seven foot ceilings. This makes a lot more sense if it's a seven foot ceiling. Okay. Um, yes, seven ceilings. Yeah, I have seven okay. ceilings. This is what <laughs> a house a lot of is ceilings, this, bro? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a bed layer. Uh, it's a layered ceiling. Yeah. Um, honestly, you know, a lot of these people talk about having separation for Atmos, but in reality. You want coverage and you don't want separation, right? You want, uh, you want, you want a sound that will fill up the room no matter where that sound is in a 3D space. So you do not want separation. There's a lot of these so-called experts out on YouTube and everywhere saying you need separation. That, what that does is that takes you out of the immersion. Your brain is like, hey, something is wrong here. Why is the sound directly above me right now? You need cohesion. You need to have sounds that will come from the bed layer and move directly up. Anything going sideways, diagonal, when you see a helicopter on a screen and it takes off, it goes straight up. If that sound comes directly above you while the helicopter is still on screen in front of you, your brain knows it's wrong. 
So separation is this thing that they've talked about so much, but they don't have anything to prove it. They just say, they just regurgitate the same thing. You don't need separation. You want cohesion. So in your situation, I think you're probably fine. You got, you got matching bed layers with your height layers and seven foot ceilings. Cool. I think you're good to go. I have that in here with eight foot ceiling and so the Atmos is much better than the Atmos, the, the, the Atmos spec that I have upstairs in the, Rev in the living room. Reverend Slim says that you want, so by the way, it's the Reverend Slim. Get it right. The. Reverend Slim. Get it right. Change that name. It says Reverend. Okay. Uh, you want both <laughs> coverage and separation. Ceiling height won't change that. And so I think what, what he's talking about is imagine having your left and right stereo, uh, you know, speakers like right here, like there's no separation, right? Yeah. You can't tell what's left what's or left right. Or it's, it's like what's on your cell phone. It says stereo. Yeah. But is it really stereo when the speakers are this far apart? But then there's also such thing as maybe having the speakers too far apart and then it breaks the, the phantom image that's supposed to happen in the middle. Right. right, they're just too far. So you want something where you're hearing what's on the left and what's on the right, but still be able to get a phantom image. So there's kind of like a there's like an in between, and it also depends. Like Reverend Slim was also saying, it also depends on the dispersion pattern of your speaker. Right, so some are narrow, some narrow, right. some are wide, and if you you're gonna want to have basically, let's put it this way: if you were to look at a flashlight, right, so different beam patterns. And if you were to face them at a wall and the, the light is spraying out this way, if you have, you know, three flashlights, but you want it to kind of look even along the wall, you're going to want to space them out a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. If you put them too close, all of it's going to focus in one area thing. too bright. And then there's going to be one area that's dark, not lit up. Okay, that's no good either. So you just want a smooth area and it's going to depend on your, on your speakers and your room. And like, what was the original question? Seven foot ceiling? What? Seven foot ceiling, and he has a matching like his height channels are above. It's just about the ceiling height, and if mm -hmm. there's not going to be enough separation for him to tell what Atmos is happening. If if you if you do have, I would say the the perf in, in that situation, front height, rear height, use those monolith satellite speakers in the center right above you. Put in ceilings that are just pointed down. I think you're you're going to have good enough coverage for that kind of a space what else we got here um oh here's arturo's question okay i have a question to the podcast stream panel what movies are worth waiting for to watch this year man if i knew i don't even know i don't even yeah, know i want to watch this year. The, uh, the, oh we uh, didn't get tickets to something um what am i saying oh john wick four that's yeah I, oh, right. I know john because wick i saw it on venmo mm -hmm. yep Yep. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's so on weird. Venmo. Like Venmo. John yeah. Wick, I'm like, all right. Buy your right. tickets guess, now through Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw Michael paid for no, something. It'll, like, it'll say, it was like, he paid because Joe and I are friends on Venmo. It's like, oh, it tells oh, him I was what about I to say, Venmo's throwing ads, movie ads <laughs> to random customers. Uh, Hilarious. You know, oh, speaking of that, there was a lady on TikTok. She redesigns logos for companies. Oh, yeah, you know? I've seen her. Yeah, yeah. But she's monotone, she's uh -huh. serious, and and it's a spoof, you know, she'll take yeah, a, yeah. a great looking logo and she'll make it look like trash. So she does the John Wick logo. She was sponsored by them basically. Oh, really? To make this logo. And she's like, yeah, John Wick is, is really about candles. 
And she makes yeah, wick. the wick, wick, you know, four wicks. <laughs> it's hilarious, man. Oh. And, then, and then she's like, what? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's a movie? <laughs> oh, that's not going to work. Mission I guess Impossible, logo is Dungeons okay. and Dragons. <laughs> that's um, that Dungeons and Dragons looks pretty cool. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Any any Mission Impossible probably going to be pretty cool. Uh, if like you guys haven't started watching The Last of Us on HBO Max, streaming it, oh, you get it in good. Dolby Dolby Atmos, Dolby Vision. Last night's episode, all I got to say was at first, I thought Joel was a gangster, and then boom, Ellie comes through. <laughs> Ellie's the real gangster yeah, in that one. Insane, Holy crap. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mandalorian Season 3 yeah. just started. Chana, did yeah. you play through those? Dune 2, somebody's saying. Um, Dune 2, really? That's coming out this year? Uh, Part two? Um, I don't know. And, and Michael, only a little bit. I didn't I yeah. haven't played like all the way through. I don't yeah. have time. To it's do. phenomenal, man. Yeah. Another good um, show that I'm talking about is shrinking. I really I like that show. One. Shrinkage? Shrinkage. <laughs> it shrinks. <laughs> <That's> not so good. <laughs> That's what happens in the wintertime and yeah. uh, you mean now in China's area. And, and, and the other show, Chub Up. Chub um up. no. Shrink it, shrink, shrinking is a good show. It's on uh, Apple TV. Shrink, <laughs> shrink is in chub up. Chub up. Shrink Actually, you know, shrink. shrinkage is what they call it when. Um... Oh my god! <laughs> it's like I've I never heard the joking. phrase chub up though. That's uh, I've never heard yeah. that in my life. And just like the timing of you saying chub up after we're talking about shrinkage, I'm like, seriously, yeah. dude? Yeah, <laughs> that's what you got to do. Um. That's what we do, huh? That's what you gotta um, do, bro. That's what you gotta do. do that. Well, that a $10 super chat from I, Brian. It, Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's change the subject quickly. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Brian. Uh, you day, guys bro. are awesome. Look forward to every day. I've got a 924 system running. Denon 85. Boom. Nice. Uh, HA. Is it worth the upgrade to the... Uh, well, I wouldn't think so, no. honestly. No. Man, you've um, got a great, you know, you've got a great the, setup, dude. What about the new Denon? If you really need the extra two channels, just get another Denon. The Denon A1H, AH1, <laughs> what is it? I mean, it's still pricey. It's, 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 it's yeah. I mean, shoot me an email. Maybe we can work out some. But, uh, you know, yeah, I can get you one of those, Brian. I appreciate Brian. the super chat, Brian. And a question I have is, what kind of speakers do you have? Oh, yeah. Are you already maxing out your speakers? You have great speakers. You love them. They're all matched. Because if not, that might be a good place to spend money, too. Yeah. Or your subwoofer. So it'd be a manual calibration. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got yeah. So yeah. you got two subwoofers currently. Yeah. So yeah. I you yeah, know I, I, think, uh, I think it's gonna be more of a lateral move, honestly, Brian. Oh, Focal one hundred in walls. Okay, those are those are not okay. um the hardest to run. He's got a SVS um, SB three thousands. So he's got two of those. Words. Yeah, SB, 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 SB 3000. Fred's got an AV10. He's got a couple. <laughs> AVR A1H. Yeah. The, yeah, I mean, yeah. the new Denon has all that. If you, you know what? If you really, I think if people want to like start moving towards separates and you have an AVR with pre outs, you should start buying the amplifiers like ahead of time mm -hmm. just to kind of offset the financial costs because it is yeah. pretty big. I think that's um, kind of a natural transition. You buy the AVR and you're like, man, I wonder what would amp would, you know, how would that impact it? So then yeah. you kind of buy those or at least buy some of it. Mm -hmm. And then you head towards, you know, processor. And then if you need more additional amplifiers, then you buy those. So I think that's a good transition. Yeah. 
Yeah, no problem, Brian. What would you say here, Aaron? Uh, just referring to that one or a different question? Yeah, this is for High oh, Finest uh, okay. Super Chat. Thank you for the Super Chat, High yeah. Finest. Um, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Kef T301, I'd have to Google it real fast. I think those are like their own walls. So I would just generally say don't go with those. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the floor standing, the skinny floor standing. Yeah, don't get those. So between the two Kefs, I would say the CI4100QL. Uh, but then I was saying the monolith THX, I've seen Amir has tested those, and I know a few people have commented that they own those and they like them a lot. Your buddy so, Ike. Ike, Ike yeah, has them. Yeah. I was saying. Ike has them. And Ike seems to like them. So, yeah. So definitely don't yeah. get them. Like and then the, um, yeah, it, it, not the dual <laughs> 3000 in walls, if you're talking about the SVS, that, that is a uh, CI only. So you're going to have to have a custom integrator come and install those. That, you can't do that yourself. So just so you know, that's what happens. That's what. Yeah, those just came out, didn't they? Yes, yes, yeah. they debuted those. I think uh, <laughs> CD or something. Busting you, bro. He's right. Any other questions? Carson's always got the. Um, we got this one. Hey guys, I just purchased a second uh, PB three thousand. I am going to use Mini DSP, but just wondering. Should I run YPOW after I set my subs with Mini DSP? I'll let Paul handle that one. Just kidding. Why? Yeah. What happened? Paul? No, no, no. Paul he's a yeah, he's a YPOW he's guy. A, he's the YPOW guy. I well, just, I don't know what Yapo is though. That YPOW might be a new thing. Why? Yeah. Why? Oh, oh, it's yeah, it's misspelled. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm Yapo. like, why? What are you saying Yapo okay. for, bro? <laughs> I'm like, like, can you not read? And then it was clearly I couldn't read. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yapo. Should you use... Okay. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Uh, So two PB3000s, you're going to want to use the mini DSP to kind of get them working together. And then you use YPOW afterwards. It's going to see it as a single sub, I think. I don't know if it has, you know... If you have dual subs, or I don't know how that works, but I'm assuming it sees it as a single sub. And what you want Wipeout to do, hopefully, is you want it to take that, you know, what it sees as a single sub and level match it to the other ones and time align the other speakers to that sub, mm-hmm. even though you have two. Here, Paul chimes in. I run Wipeout without the sub connected, then run Mini DSP and then turn the crossover and turn on the crossover in the, in the Yamaha. There you go. My- Finicky Yamahas, you got to do all these finger gymnastics. Finger gymnastics. <laughs> that's that's a quote from Joe. Hey, from fresh, fresh hater Jay, actually. Uh, Victor, thank you so much for the super chat. Hey, again, Youth Man and Company, any real tangible benefit for spending the extra thousand dollars going with the Denon 4800 over 3800 aside from wattage? Thanks again. What are the differences between those two? So, you know? I mean, there oh. really isn't much of a difference other than wattage and then the one other thing is i heard i mm-hmm. it needs to be confirmed that the 4800 is also made in japan okay along with the 6700 and all the higher i don't think ones. i don't think my 4800 was in japan i don't know well i had a 4700 you have a 4700 yeah. okay 4, so that's different some so. somebody somebody told me that the for the newer ones are the okay. what happened between the 3700 4700 and then the new ones 38 and 48 is that the one thing that was different between the two is that the 48 or the 4700 had oro 3d the 3700 did not and then in this round they added oro 3d to the 3800 so now 
it doesn't really seem like there's any point into getting the 4800 um other than the fact that if it is made in japan you buy the one you like that you like you like that kind of thing <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> my my receiver is japanese okay yeah. um you want to be able to say that cool go with the 4800 because I, I i have the 3800 upstairs and i was thinking about it um getting the 4800 just to actually just make another video or whatever and looking over the specs and stuff i'm like oh this is not really that much different oh yeah. you know what it could be one trigger output versus two trigger outputs so that that could be uh one of the things too let me let me just double check i think that hmm. is I remember seeing the two and thinking, man, they did a little too much on this X3800H. It's going to be hard to sell that 4800. Yeah. Audio advice. Why are you... Okay, one trigger <laughs> output on the 3800. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure this this, this 4800 has two. Denon. Extra wattage. Yeah. You know, I was actually going to go out and buy like the least expensive AVR I could find. Which would probably be... Like brand new one or like used or something? Mm, like go to Best Buy and find the least expensive one to see what I could do with it. Something like a 5.1. 5.1 probably. Yeah, probably probably like going to be Sony, right? Yeah. Sony or... Yeah. And did they try to they, run. Yeah, I guess they still have... God damn it. I just want to know how bad it is. <laughs> why would you want to waste your money on something that you know is going to be bad so I can he wants to make it good for, for fun he wants uh, to yeah. make it good he wants to make if it i can good. make it good because it almost always it's always about the yeah. room correction is not good well the other big thing honestly is mm -hmm. power supply and sony's have always been trash mm -hmm. like there is no power in those jokers mm -hmm. at all oh now the new ones maybe I mean, they better. They're like two and three and four thousand dollars. So wrong. I would hope they got a big, massive power supply. Wrong. But that was the biggest complaint with Sony for me. They they just even with efficient speakers, they just mm -hmm. they start distorting really early on because the amp just gives out. I mean, even with subs, even if mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm wondering. That's what I'm kind of kind of curious about. Okay, so, yeah. here it is. The difference between yeah, I, I was right, sort of. They added three trigger outputs on the 4800 you only get mm -hmm. one trigger output with the 3800 so that's easy though i, I yeah like, as long as idea. as long as your amplifier has a loop mm -hmm. you know a trigger in out like yep. um like those like the parasounds do then Correct. um yeah then it's fine or, actually and I, they make trigger splitters too so that'd yeah be yeah they fix. do i mean it's just a mono 3.5 yeah. millimeter cable you know what's this, funny though um the a52 plus the cheaper one has the uh in and out whereas the a51 only mm. has an in it only has an any look at it look what i'm running on here what is it just DSP approval counter? point no no oops what is this what is this this is the this is the little tiny fossey audio four channel amp that i'm using mm -hmm. in the living room this little class d amp look at that little thing mm -hmm. it plays loud enough yeah I'm I'm running, you know, I was doing those test tones that we have, Chana. Yeah, yeah. To see how low it'll go, right? Hello. So it goes Damn down to 16 hertz, right? So we're playing, you know, bass. I'm playing full range content through this. At no point and am I am I hearing like, oh, you know, what an underpowered amp. So I don't I'm, 
I'm having a hard time understanding uh, the requirement for so much power that everybody wants. You know, maybe if you have a huge theater, I don't, I don't know what people are listening to or what volume are they listening at where they need so much power. Mm-hmm. Because That's I'm sure that I'm sure the the 3800 H is going to be more powerful than that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even I don't know. Don't you think that even the Sony, that cheap, whatever, $200 Sony AVR, I would expect it to have more power than that thing. What do you think? There's an Apple TV for size comparison. Here's an Apple TV for size comparison. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, it's a Class D. Maybe that would make a difference, but I don't know. I'm just kind of confused as to why everybody's so hung up on wattage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh. one, one says that um, the 3800 um, has sub outs in parallel, whereas it's independent on the other ones. But all this, this all even the 3800 has four subwoofer outputs, and you can have it set up as normal or that, like, you know, taking bass or playing the bass from <laughs> the closest speaker, or whatever they're calling it. I don't know what they call it, but that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, uh, you guys are horrible in the comments. Are Crozen killing it, man? Gosh. Oh, is he? It's hard. Hard. To... <laughs> Not gonna say anything. Music, um, music, Jewel. Reaction. Thank you for the super chat. Wow. Do you have a question? You have a question? No, it's not cool. That? I mean, I'll let... oh, here, find the cheapest with Atmos. No, that's just talking about your receiver. He does. At question. Uh, what in ceiling speakers would you recommend for whole house audio? And is it possible to use the same speakers for Atmos and my whole house amp? So that's a few posts down from his super chat. Oh. Probably not one, two, three, four, five, five, six okay. or seven. Maybe. There you go. There it is. Um, I, I'm using a whole home amplifier right here in the studio <clears> because it's 16 channel, 16 channel by 50, and then 16 channel by 80 in the four ohms. So you can use whatever amp you want. Uh, it's just a matter of like, do you want the Atmos in ceilings? He doesn't want the Atmos in ceilings for the whole home, does he? What in ceiling speakers would you recommend for whole house audio? Is it possible I'd, to use the same speakers for Atmos? Oh, okay. Okay, I get it. Yeah, so I okay, think he yeah, just wants to buy a bunch, of, bunch okay. of speakers Yeah, and put those in. His, and I'm assuming you're talking about, okay, one's going to be maybe in your theater space, whether it's a living room or a dedicated room, but then also use those same speakers throughout the house as you're in ceiling. So, yeah, I mean, a good speaker is a good speaker. So if you buy a good speaker for Atmos, I mean, there's there's not a in-ceiling speaker that makes it an atmos speaker right but you know what there is there is the dispersion if one is just for whole home audio the ones i set up Mm -hmm. um i would recommend just a downward firing in ceiling whereas if you're going to do atmos in the atmos spec with in ceilings you need to have something that's aimable aimable right so but still but what i'm saying is like okay even if it's aimable you could still use that same speaker in a living room setup and aim it wherever your couch is um, or aim it towards your kitchen. You know, if you couldn't put it directly above your oh, kitchen. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Maybe sure. it's above your bar and you want to count. So I guess, I think, I guess yeah. it just depends, right? Yeah. I think if you find a good speaker that you like, and the key thing is find something that you enjoy the sound of. Um, the hard thing is it's kind of difficult to go and listen to a bunch of different in-ceiling speakers. 
a lot of places don't carry those. And of course, in my area, we don't even have a lot of dealers like showrooms, I guess, to be able right. to demo this stuff. So that makes it difficult. So, but yeah, I think you can absolutely use the same speakers in your whole house audio as you can for your, your theater area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, mm-hmm. I had one of my clients, mm-hmm. yeah. I think a patron, a patron of ours mm-hmm. said that, that you talked about subwoofers and that 18 inch subs are the minimum is something. I think he said something like that, that you said so, that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that one, so yeah. I didn't, yeah. I'm kind of curious because so, like, do I need do I need 18s? <laughs> and this guy will buy, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. He can buy them easily, right? Yes. And I'm like, so, oh, Michael. Answer is yes. So, so, all right. So here, here was here's the context behind that. Okay. In my room, I've reviewed several sealed subwoofers, 10 or not 10 inch, probably 12 inch. I even reviewed some 16s, like a pair of them. And to me, for home the- for music, I love them. They were fine because they didn't have to go crazy, and they just fill in the bottom octaves, so that's fine. But for movies, it didn't provide enough output for me. Now, that doesn't mean for everybody. So what I was saying is it wasn't until I went to larger than 15 and multiple of those that I had enough output and pressurization of my room that I'd be willing to move from a ported sub to a sealed sub. So that was the context behind that. I see. So you're talking so about specifically for for sealed. Yes, we were looking at sealed versus ported because ported is going to give you more output typically, um, at least down to I guess the port tuning. I think mm-hmm. is what they refer to it. But um, but that so was. So what would me. you say in a room that's let's say let's say mm, I would like to say 13 by 16 somewhere around there. So that's effectively six. the size of my room. Okay. Um, Mine's 13 by 19. Okay. So, you know, I guess medium, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of sm- small, medium, whatever. Yeah, right. Um, I'd consider it a medium-sized room. Medium, okay. Yeah. And somebody who has four SVS SB2000s, I want to say, two, I sure. think 2000s, right. not 3000, but, you know. Yeah. They're all right. kind of similar, right? Sure. Four SB two thousands in each corner, right? And four then in dialed each corner. in so uh, one in each, one in one each corner. corner. Yeah, I was like, that total. would be a killer. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a stack. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've, I've never had four subwoofers in my room. I've always had two. So I've mm-hmm. had two of the SB three thousands. Mm-hmm. Had two of the SB sixteens. Um, trying to think if any other brand has sent me sealed. I, I think it's important to say though, you, yeah. do you usually place them where your subs currently are, like at the front of the room and the like the two thirds on the one third and the two third spot? So, so they've been in different places in my okay. setup. So sometimes I'll have them off to basically. So part of it, I have to put my subs into my room because I've got the cabinet. I'm not yeah. taking all my stuff down and putting it up there. Yeah. So usually they'll either go in the front, uh, front left and front right of my room. Sometimes I'll put one in, say, the front right, and I'll put it in the rear room. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just really depends. I mean, I don't have, like, a set standard. So, yeah. And my room is not ideal because I don't have the ability to utilize the entire room. I can't use the very front corners of my room because my yeah. cabinet is there. Yeah, it's just that you've heard some pretty crazy setups, uh, right? Yeah. And so to me, in my yeah. mind, for most 
listening levels, mm -hmm. even up to if you're crazy enough to listen at reference level. Yeah, I think four and I SB don't two thousands yeah. can get you get you to yeah. that level. He sure. doesn't on the weekdays, <laughs> right? Weekends, it's reference no. level. It depends on if Jessica's here or not. She's not here. Crank it R L W reference okay. level weekend. Nah. Yeah. So so I don't know. I just imagine four four of those subs. Yeah. One in each corner, dialed in yeah, is going to sound going to yeah. give you enough bass. Yeah. It, it you know because those are what are they twelves? So you'd have four yeah 12s? four twelves. I'm thinking that's going to be, and I don't know what the surface area of that would be compared to like two eighteens, you know, and how oh. much pressure that they would, you know what I'm saying? I would think I would, I would almost think four twelves would be, I don't know. It might not be bigger than two eighteens. No, I'm not saying it's bigger. I'm saying similar. Right. I don't, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally guessing on that. See, I don't know. I, I haven't rocked two eighteens, but right. Yeah. I love it. I'll be honest with you, man. And every time, and I guess what I also shared is, you know, I went from 10 inch Velodyne to a 15 inch Velodyne. And I was like, holy cow. Like, that's amazing, man. Then I went from 115 to 215s. That was cool. But I mean, you're just adding a little bit of extra SPL. It's not a major difference. Mm -hmm. And I went to 415s, a totally different brand. Again, just a little bit more SPL, but pretty much the same measurement. But then when I went to 18s, it, it was a whole different world because partly I'm now digging down to, to low-end extension that I've never experienced in my life. With my clips, I was down to 20 hertz, and that's it. I mean, it dropped like a cliff, boom, straight down. Mm -hmm. So now I'm experiencing down not to 20 hertz, but I'm down to 5. You know, And so that's just it's a whole different world to yeah. me. So And that's hard to do with a 12-inch sub. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm of the mindset, that, that, you know, below cool. 16 hertz. So you know, you can yeah. get 16 hertz pretty decently with some. Yeah, SPL. you should be able to. Yeah. So yeah. 16 hertz, right? So what's the difference between let's say 16 hertz <laughs> and 8 hertz, right? Hertz. How much content is there? Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, for that deep of a, a base, it's all tactile, and it's almost like oh, you're at sure. that point, why yeah. why wouldn't I just rather go with something like a tactile transducer mm -hmm. to produce 100%. those low, low super sure. low frequencies. Absolutely a great option. So if you want to take those low frequencies and, and kind of supplement that in your theater by using some tactile transducers, absolutely. That'd be a great combo. Mm -hmm. So hundred percent. Yeah, I just, I was just wondering uh, if you really yeah. believed that, you know, in certain rooms in an yeah. ideal room where you could, cause the corner placement is a big difference between right. corner placement and like, Mid wall placement is a huge Correct. difference in output. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because I'm not willing to switch that because I'll lose my I'll collapse my sound stage if I don't have my left and right okay. as far out as I can. Because my room's only 13 feet wide mm -hmm. and I'm sitting nine feet from it. And most people will tell you they're like, normally I would recommend putting your mains outside of your screen. Screen. But because I sit so close, they're yeah. like, honestly, you're good to go. No. That's a great placement for them. But if I were to put them inside that and put my subs on the outside, hmm, wouldn't work. I will just, I was just wondering if you've yeah. ever uh, experienced a home theater system where they did have a setup like that. Yeah. You know, cause you've been to so many, I have. right. Where yeah. it was a, you know, same similar size room. Yeah. Corner loaded mm -hmm. with that type of configuration with the yeah, SBS. I, I can't recall and, like 
thinking like, man, I wish it had more bass. Yeah, well, there's there's quite a few that I I wish that, but yeah, I know. Again, that, I know you me. you say it right away too. I, like, enjoy, I wish I it had more bass. I enjoy. So. I mean, think about it. I I went to a million dollar home theater, mm-hmm. phenomenal home theater, and it had two subwoofers, and these are big bad boy subwoofers. But to me, I want I felt it a little bit, but I I mean, I really want to feel the impact. I mean, and here's my thought: if I were in an environment where there was that let's say there's an explosion that happens on screen maybe a tank blows up like completely explodes are you just going to hear that if you were that distance from the tank are you going to feel that blast i mean you're going to feel some you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm trying to replicate inside a home theater and that's what i would love to do Mm -hmm. so if i can feel that and that's where those tactile transducers would come in you would feel that i mean Mm -hmm. it would vibrate your 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 body it would vibrate whatever you're sitting on whether it's a theater seat or a couch so absolutely that would help too so yeah um i don't know but and the further it's kind of like one of these things but i've just never gone back every time i went up to a bigger subwoofer i'm like i want to go back i I reviewed some 12 inch and i'm like they just don't hit the same way they Mm -hmm. don't hit as low they don't have as much impact but that's again, that's just me. And the great thing is you got to figure out what works for you. And some yeah. people, they don't want a whole lot of bass. You know, they don't um they don't want to be impacted as much, and that's okay. What's too much bass for you? Um I can tell you I've done a couple of home theater tours, and um even at Mway, we did some home theater tours with the VIPs, and one of the gentlemen He's he prefaces it. He goes, I normally don't listen to it. I, I normally don't boost it this much or listen to it like this, but so you know it's gonna be insane. And oh my gosh. It was a roller coaster and it, it's a fun demo, but there were plenty of people going, Hey, can we like maybe try that at what you normally listen to it as? Cause he had eight eighteens up front. I think he had like 12 12s for like in I'm serious man it was nuts. He has a 12 inch subwoofer for near field attached to the back of the seat like it's on a piece of plywood and attached. So you got tactile transducers there. On top of that you're sitting on a boss platform. So yeah, the whole, I remember that one. The whole dang couch is doing this and I mean your teeth are rattling. Honestly that's too much because in my brain, I'm going, all you can focus on is that. I mean, like I said, it was fun, but the reality is to me, properly tuned, properly integrated bass, deep bass, hard bass. Um, that's where it's at. You don't want anything okay. in your system to be overbearing, whether it's I think, or anything. I think a lot of these guys are just joking. Like there's never too much bass. You can, you know, that's kind of a fun thing that we say like, yeah, it's always want more. Right. But at yeah. a certain point, it's really not practical, and you don't want to listen to that like yeah. that and on so a regular again, basis. To me, the key is calibration, getting it dialed in, getting it balanced. Now, when mm-hmm. I say balanced, of course, I boost my base. Okay, so I'm probably running 6 dB hot. There are guys that run 20 dB hot. You yeah. know, that's a preference there. Yeah. Um, so my base isn't overly boomy by any means, but I, I don't think it's hot at all. I think I don't, by I don't going like to a, 60, I think you're at. Yeah. Normal. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like a flat frequency response. That's like anemic mm-hmm. to me in the base mm-hmm. department. So yeah. I definitely have a house curve. Um, but yeah, so I'm, 
again, you, you got to listen to it and figure out what's enough for you. And I think everybody's not tolerance, but everybody's taste for bass is going to be different. Some people say, man, my two tens rock my house. That's awesome. You know, taste for bass. Yeah. Taste for bass. I mean, nice t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I got all a right. taste. Aaron's getting all these, he's getting all these ideas for, for his bass. <clears throat> We got another super chat here uh, yeah. by Danny. <clears throat> Danny, $10. Thank you so much. Um, uh, very nice review on the AV10. Uh, good to see you, gents. Uh, which might be better, AV10 or Anthem AVM90? Now, there, there's a bunch of comments about, you know, um, the AV10 being overpriced. And, you know, especially when there's an AVM70, AVM90. I totally agree. It is expensive. Right. Now, the AVM90 is $500 more. And the one thing I like about Anthem is the Anthem Room Correction, Arc Genesis. Aaron, hopefully you'll be well-versed in that shortly. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Um, we'll see. Who does that? Who's... But um, the one oh, thing that I uh, I don't like is that they don't have Oro 3D support. And it, you know, to me, you're spending like $7,000, $7,500 on something. I, I want all formats. I want all. I want them all. I'm spending that much money. I want them all. So for me, that's that's my main thing. I don't like. And and the other thing I don't like is the on-screen display. I don't know if they've changed it from the MRX 720, but I I just while you guys were talking, I was looking at all the AVM 90 videos, and they're all going through the web app to control this thing. And like, <clears throat> same thing with the RCAM. And I don't know about the JBL synthesis, but um, they're all on the same platform. So, um, you know, they have a lot of, uh, sorry, their user interface on their on-screen display leaves a lot to be desired. So take that with a grain of salt. I don't know. Whatever. That's what I don't like. So there you go. There you go. Yes, let's do it. And if you guys are ready to jump into the after show, go to patreon.com slash daily hi-fi. And we will see you there in just a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, thank you guys. Dude, I'm loving your comments. Thank you for all the questions and the super chats and all that. Thank you for all the laughs tonight, man. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. Reverend Slim said, Croson turns up the bass until he can no longer hear the coil whine from his Yamaha. You should have seen What's his up? acronym for Wipeow earlier. Did you see that? <laughs> Y'all probably hating because my shit sounds better than you or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Uh, and if That's you guys uh, like to listen to podcasts, go to anchor.fm slash daily hi-fi to listen to the audio version only. Oh, yeah. And we will <laughs> thank you guys so much for hanging out on behalf of myself, uh, Michael, Aaron, and Joe. Everyone, we'll see you next week. And for the um, after show, we'll see you in just a few minutes. <laughs>